The Sport Industry Access Podcast, Episode 68. How can rugby support the criminal justice system? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I am your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who will inspire and encourage you to be the best you can be in your current profession, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in the sports industry. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Mike Crofts. Mike is the founder and CEO of the Three Pillars Project, where he specialises using leadership principles and rugby coaching courses to support the criminal justice system, to support prison inmates to be able to discover new life purposes within our global community. I can happily say that I'm very fascinated about Mike's line of work and it's great to have him as a special guest on the show. That's when today's episode, Mike will share his sports career journey and explain to you how rugby can have an impact within the criminal justice system. Mike, it's great to have you on the show. Please can you share your sports career journey to listeners? When did it all start? Hi, Ed. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Um, well, I'm uh, my sports career really has been a fairly amateur one up until now, but um, I was uh, recently left the army. I was in the army for eight years, so uh, a fairly traditional route into the army, coming from uh, playing sport at school and avidly playing sport and very much enjoying all sports, but principally rugby. Joining the army after university, and for anyone who knows much about how how the army works, sport is very much at the forefront of of army life because. The, the teamwork, the leadership, the discipline that sport brings you are really central values, not only on, the sport, on a sports team, but also in the army. May I ask what inspired you to join the army after university? Probably from a pretty early age, I wanted to join the army. The most attractive thing about the army for me is that real sense of team and belonging and really being part of something bigger. And even if you are the lowest ranked person or, or a general, you're part of you're part of this family, this huge family that you really feel a sense of belonging to. And I think actually there's a lot of parallels with that to everyday life and why people want to be part of sports clubs. It's something that particularly we believe in in our current work, which I'll come on to in a minute. But um, I think that sense of belonging that the army gives you is just is just fantastic. And I'm not a certainly not a recruiting sergeant for the army, but having come out and now really reflected on the experiences I've had, I'd, I'd definitely recommend that recommended as uh, as a career uh, not least because you get to play a lot of sport so whilst I was in the army I represented core uh, a trial for the army rugby um, and was also selected for the army uh, skeleton bobsledding ice sports it allow it really allows you if if you're not quite up to the caliber of playing every every Saturday and getting making a living from sport the army does allow you to pursue sport and really enjoy uh, that aspect of your life whilst having a, a regular job on the side. 
just from your experience looking back quickly, what life skills have you learnt through being in the army? I was, uh, I was, I was actually listening to a talk by a former U.S. Navy SEAL the other day, and uh, he he started it. But the most important thing you learn to do in the military is to make your bed properly every morning. Um, but I think there's something actually in that that is transferable over to um, to what we do now. But sports and everyday life, it's the army really teaches you how to do the basics and fundamentals in your life well. Um, so that self-discipline to get up, get up on time, um, into the office, prepared um, to make your to make your bed. Uh, you know what that translates to really is really getting in the right mindset. Uh, for the day um, and as well as the the broader transferable skills of communication leadership teamwork which uh, and anyone who is a sports coach will will recognize this that these are quite often the answers to any coaching based question um, the art of the army really hammers those home and I think it really gets gets it right what inspired you to set up your own company I, I've gone down a pretty different route to most people in the army a lot a lot of guys leave and go into the city and can command quite quite good salaries as project managers or working in banks I did I did go and do an internship when I left the army at a big US investment bank but I'd set up three pillars project before that whilst I was leaving the army three pillars project is a social enterprise working in prisons, offering rehabilitation projects based around sport uh, to uh, young offenders and young adults in prison. And we use sport really as the main engagement tool to reach out and to build a relationship with young people that can allow us to mentor and role model and set them an example that they can respect, but is also perhaps different to what they've what they've had previously. I mean, we don't make any bones about it. If if people are in prison, they've generally invariably done something wrong. But that's not to say that we can't support them to choose a new way of living for themselves. And that's what Three Pillars Project is about. We use we use rugby principally to engage these guys because rugby is it is the team sport because. It's full of self-discipline. Every individual has to be self-disciplined and move themselves around the pitch, observe their own positioning. They they themselves can judge how much they're giving in the match. Can they give more? But then also they have to apply, and it's very similar to the army, they have to apply ag- aggression, uh, but in a very controlled and and almost thought ma- thoughtful manner um, through, throughout the game. And that's quite significant in contrast to working in prisons. If we can help young men to really not eradicate their aggression like some some people have higher levels of aggression than others but what we're trying to do is really help them to channel their aggression into positive positive streams sports like rugby or boxing or or just uh, or just the way they pursue exercise to um perhaps lower some of those those negative feelings that otherwise might lead them to trouble I find this really interesting, Mike. Just from your experience with all the different projects you're doing, let's say we'll stick with the rugby example, how has some of the inmates improved with regards to their own self-development, in your opinion? Mm. I think um, I think you have, to be very, you have to be very fair on yourself delivering projects like this. You will not change everybody for forever. And to say that someone has lived in a certain way for as a certain person for 20 years and I'm going to go in and deliver a six week rugby course and that's going to change their life. I think that's quite a long stretch to, to claim that. So we're not going to change every person we come across. 
but there are a couple of examples that stand out in my mind of guys who have um, come on the program and after six weeks their behavior really is quite quite different um, and I'll give you a specific example in a second but the reason that is is because we put like very respectable role models in front of them but respectable is the wrong word so relatable role models in front of them so guys that they can look at and they think actually I could be like that person he is uh, he is physically and aesthetically what I would aspire to be he is earning a good wage. Um, he's he's dressed in a way I would aspire to dress, and he's a nice guy, and I really like him. Um, and by setting that example, um, you can really have a have a deeper impact with someone. There's one case particularly stands in mind: a guy in prison whose behaviour had not been great. And these are the kind of people we try to target. Try to target people who have a history of kind of violence or violence in prison uh, who are, can unsettle the environment but who have real potential uh, just they just need to be shown how to channel that one guy in particular had had this kind of history of just being very disruptive and difficult to deal with a member of staff went away on holiday for a month and knew the guy before uh, they went away and then when they came back from holiday after this person had been on the course for five weeks and was just about to finish the course, the staff member just remarked that it was like he was a completely different person. His behavior had completely changed. He formed relationships with the, the mentors and role models that, that we used to build the relationships with them. Um, and it, it just really shown him a new way that he could behave and a new community or environment that he could be part of that didn't, didn't require him to to recycle the negative behavior that had led him to be in prison in the first place. I find this, as I say, fascinating. And I think you've highlighted a really key point that having role models in our lives is really important. doesn't matter what area of the sports industry. Just touching back to your career now, what have you been up to recently? Um, well, so as I say, I left the, left the army at the beginning of 2016 and went and uh, worked in an investment bank for three months, very briefly. And, was very much faced with the choice of do I do I want to stay in the bank and I guess earn a slightly better salary or pursue uh, running a social enterprise, running three pillars, and actually the choice was the choice was relatively easy. It's not it's not been the easiest process. Starting and running your own business is incredibly stressful. There are moments where you you're literally down to your last pounds in the bank and you have to lend money to the organisation to pay the bills. And then there are moments where um, a contract comes in and you're, you'll be flush for, for four months. And that can be quite stressful. It, it's not stri personally stressful. I think it's stressful thinking about all of your each individual staff members who are relying on you to make sure that you can pay their wages. Um, so since January 2016, and th uh, since April 2016, I've been full-time working on Three Pillars. So we ran our, our first kind of pilot project in Wandsworth Prison last last summer, summer 2016, and then moved over to Wormwood Scrubs Prison, which is a fairly historic uh, prison. It was one of the first reform prisons in the country, and it was designed so that there could be sunlight on every cell in the prison at some point in the day. So we now we've we've run five courses, delivered to about seventy men, and uh, kind of going from strength to strength. We're, our aspiration at the moment going forward is to work with increasingly younger people and to take the concept into young offenders institutes, um, because I think that that's an age where you can where someone's um, personality and their mind can really be moulded in a positive way, and you can steer them off on a positive route. 
the um, the user state is one that's quite difficult to deal with. Generally, um, people in prison under under eighteen have um, gone through some fairly uh, traumatic experiences. Uh, it's this kind of recognition really that helps us to to engage. It's we're by no means soft on crime. This isn't about sending people to prison and just saying. Uh, oh yeah, let's you know, let's be really fluffy and play lots of sport. It's very much about helping them to reevaluate their their potential and to direct their potential in the right direction. And sport is a really fantastic way of doing that. There will be, I suspect, uh, thousands of people listening to your podcast who can each think, as I as I talk now, of a really significant sports coach, a role model that they've had. And if they were to reflect on the influence that that person might have had in their life, I think they would think it, it is really quite profound. And I suspect there are members of the England team right now who think the same about Eddie Jones, for example. Or, you know, I in particular can think of a PE teacher I had when I was when I was 13. Um, the, we have these role models and they have a really profound impact on our lives. And I think that's really what we're what we want to do with in the youth offending estate, youth justice estate, to provide those really excellent sporting role models who can create good, worthwhile relationships with these young men and help them to to live up to their potential. That is great to say. Just on a personal note, Mike, what have you enjoyed the most from your career, reflecting now? I'm obviously incredibly proud of what we're doing at the moment and the, the team that we've managed to assemble. People who are engaging with us is fantastic. I think, I think for me, I have to look back on my career. I'm particularly proud of my time spent in the army. But, but that's really helped me to try and build what we're trying to build with Three Pillars now, taking that sense of camaraderie, um, loyalty and dedication to one another and bring it into our uh, social enterprise and the way that we're working through working through rugby. I served two tours of Afghanistan, and I think the the sense of pride that you get from being part of a large team that goes to a place like that, works together, lives together for for six months in fairly basic conditions. Um, you really, you, you know, when you come home, you really come back filled with a sense of pride. And I think looking back on that, I'm particularly proud. But I'm also very lucky that now doing something that I deeply, deeply enjoy, and I'm also proud of. I was thinking about uh, the interview, obviously, beforehand, and I think um, the the fact that you kind of go through that struggle in your 20s of kind of working hard and figuring out what you have to do, it's made what I'm doing now that much more rewarding because um, I know it's worthwhile and I know that I've been away and done another job. So coming into this sports coaching side of things and mentoring it's that much more rewarding because it's something very different. I'm actually quite lucky speaking with you with regards to your career and thank you for sharing what you've learnt. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university students who are unsure what they want to do after their graduation? Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's a tough one. I think, um, I think there's a couple of pieces that you could consider. Uh, one, to take into the want to take into the jobs market um, to work. But also, if you are unsure, that's okay. It's okay to be uncertain. But my advice would just be to, to launch yourself at, at something. Use that time to, to work hard, to get experience in a good organization if you can. But if that's not right for you, then seek something that, that does suit you better. My advice, though, principally for 
people going into organizations where they are unsure if they enjoy it or they're not sure if they want to be there. It's a, it's a quote that we use in the army quite a lot and it particularly for leadership. And it says you have two eyes, two ears and one mouth, your, your skills of observation and listening in the workplace particularly are essential. When you go into a new environment, take it in, learn the lessons that are there that are presented to you, use your eyes, see what's in front of you, listen to what's going on, listen to those who have experience over decades and decades. You invariably be surrounded by some intelligent people who can who can guide you. And if you're unsure of what you want to do, then finding a mentor or a positive influence, um, someone who can guide you is probably one of the things that you could do. Mike, that is great. To all the listeners listening, I really do hope you took on board of what Mike just said. How can people interact with you? We we have a website. Um, we're on uh, this uh, social media business, which uh, apparently is here to stay. You're welcome to get in touch or follow us there. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, please do follow or get in touch if you'd like more advice. I'm happy to speak to people. That is great to all the listeners listening in. All those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Mike, it's been great chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, Ed. Thank you. What a fascinating interview by Mike. For me, there's so many learning elements with regards to Mike's career journey, which is so applicable to yours and even myself. Firstly, with regards to his military background, it's so refreshing to hear that there is an option that if you are a student who really wants to explore yourselves and really improve your life skill sets, joining the army, navy or any military service, you'll be pushed to your limit. And how Mike comes across in this interview, you can tell his maturity with regards to what he's learnt during his time in the army when he was in hostile conditions where leadership, teamwork all have to come together to be able to get the job done. But also if you were in the military and you are finding a new purpose within your life, I hope you've learnt that there are options that you can apply your military background into the sports industry because leadership, teamwork, dedication, all are key ingredients within sport, in playing, but also in our office environment as well. But most importantly, this topic we discussed during this interview, I found really fascinating. On this show, I always talk about speaking with experts with regards to sponsorship, people in business, athletes, to talk about sport at the grassroots, where it can help others. To me, it just shows that this industry is very broad and what Mike is doing at the Three Pillars Project is just fantastic to use sport, or in this case rugby, as the catalyst to create change with regards to inmates' behaviour so they'll be able to understand themselves but most of all improve themselves by finding a purpose within our global society. So overall, I really do hope you took on board what Mike was saying with regards to those great employment tips about listening, about finding a mentor within your career journey and apply it to your career journey going forward. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my special guest so you can discover your career journey in the sports industry and take action. Mike said, it's okay to be uncertain, but launch yourself at something. Use that time to work hard to build your experience. 
and seek out something you enjoy doing every day.